0: to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time. We're currently doing the Mission Impossible franchises. This week, we'll be talking about Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell, alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. I don't know who
1: this woman is that they tried to bring in to replace Maggie Q. She was no Maggie Q. Mm
2: Hmm.
0: And the uh the cop that's who, always who you're the cop that's always one step behind one uh <laughs> Ethan Hunt.
2: Oh the man, lame is some...
1: Russian version of Ethan Hunt.
2: He's swollen. <laughs> oh man. I was just thinking in regards to our pre pod t- or not even related to our pre-pod talk, but it was gonna be my next topic. When do we get a He-Man movie? There's talks of one. Like I feel like we're due. Like like the they could like Spider Verse, give it the Spider Verse treatment, or like the that new Ninja Turtles look. That'd look good. I or think like, there or like a serious live action like, one. Do be not fun like
1: the animation for the new Ninja Turtles. It's like the thing I'm like most like eh about.
2: Looks fun to me. I don't. I don't know if you do. I I, I think you go live action and do it like overly stylized. I think with He Man. Well, Keith has that'd the power. Fun.
1: I feel like that could be so whiffed though if you do live action. It just backed like, back to
0: It will be. It will be live action. <laughs> but what is as much live action was Mission Possible Ghost Protocol. It came out 2011, PG-13. Came out December 18th, so a Christmas movie. Uh, runtime of two hours and 12 minutes. Directed by Brad Bird. He directed such movies as 1999's Iron Giant. The incredible movies, both of them, Ratatouille and Tomorrowland. So How the weird.
1: fuck did this motherfucker get a Mission Impossible movie? Don't get me wrong, everything you just named is a fucking banger, except maybe Tomorrowland. I don't think I've seen that one.
0: And it's the George Clooney one that bombed. It looks pretty looks so bad.
1: <laughs> okay, then I haven't seen that one. But like Iron mm-hmm. Giant, banger. Both incredible movies, bangers. But like
2: they invented the thick mom meme.
1: Well, I mean, I would argue that Dexter's mom invented the thick mom meme. Oh, but...
2: that's true. That's earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I Like, mean... how does an animation guru get a fucking Mission
0: Impossible this, film? This is his live action directorial
2: debut. That's They silly. make
1: the weirdest fucking choices for directors for the Mission Impossible <laughs> films.
2: Red Bird. He must have known a guy. I feel like it's like there's a lot of like handshake handshake. Brad,
0: Brad Bird said his only offer to the film came from a text message from JJ Abrams simply uh reading simply mission question mark.
2: Fucking JJ Abrams. He's like LOL. You want to direct a Mission Impossible.
0: That or he sent the uh predator arm, you know, handshake. What you're leaving out from that is that he also put question mark eggplant emoji squirt squirt. Yeah. Got it. That's nice. Uh, once again, stars Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg brings in Pegg. Jeremy Renner, Paula Patton, aka uh, Al- Alan Thick. No, his son. Blind lines, uh, blurred lines. What is Robin his Thicke? first name?
1: Robin. Rob.
0: Robin. Robin
1: Thick's ex-wife. Um Even I make fucking like Miley Cyrus and her total like spiral period seem like a reasonable person thick.
0: Yep. And uh Michael nyquist aka the bad guy from John Wick one.
1: Oh, oh that's yeah.
0: Right. Huh, that, that wasn't hard to not notice. Come on. He just had a beard in Wick and not in this one. I just didn't think about it.
1: He wasn't, like, really, like, in the film that much to, like, really think about him that often. Just like action
0: star. <laughs> just like John Wick. I mean, uh, it was
1: very, like, quintessential, like, oh, yeah, there's a bad guy in this film.
0: Also. Uh, Josh Holloway from Lost, who was only in this movie for about five minutes, which, again, shocking to uh, that this time frame. He lost? Yeah, he was Sawyer. One of the big three. That was fucking Sawyer? Yep. <laughs>
1: Dude, him without long hair and a beard fucking threw me, apparently. Yeah. He it's also a, is much hotter in Lost than he was in this movie.
0: It's the long hair and the beard and like the five o'clock shadow that helped. But once he goes short haired, it's like, what is going
1: yeah, he's on? He's much hotter as Sawyer. Yeah.
2: He had a, I don't know. I don't care about Lost. Maybe I should watch it, but. He like you a... can you
0: can watch the first three seasons. The writers strike the last okay. time. This destroyed the uh, franchise. Yeah. So. I'd argue
2: he you can like just a... watch the first season. He looks like an he looks like an agent to me. He had the look of an agent. He looks like an impossible mission force guy from Lost.
1: Are you confusing the people that we're talking about?
2: No, the guy at the start of the movie walking down the street who got assassinated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. And this he looked like an agent, but he doesn't That's look that way in Lost. Oh, and well, Lost he has. Seen, I've, long I've never hair. seen Lost. Oh. Well, it... okay.
0: So what did you guys think this time around <laughs> or if you have any experience or history with Ghost Protocol because I know I haven't. This is like my second time watching it from when I
1: binged these like 5 or 6 years ago. I the only memory I had was the Tom Cruise climbing the building. And that still kind of slapped. I don't, I didn't love it. It was a little bit too. I mean, we're not even deep in this period yet for it to really be so influenced by it, but it felt so MCU to me. Like there were weird gags that didn't really feel like they needed to be there. And God, maybe I don't like Renner as an actor because he just <laughs> fucking bugged the fuck out of me in this film. I thought the crew outside of Simon Pig, because Simon Pegg is fucking spectacular sucked I thought there was no chemistry between the four of them in this film overall I thought Ving Rhames like just getting like a fucking jack off cameo at the end of the film sucked and um, the story felt kind of lame to me comparative to the other ones like it felt so like A to B to C to me there wasn't enough spy craft comparative to the other films. Yeah, I didn't love it comparative to the other films, and it surprised me honestly.
2: Keith, so I am pretty darn confident I saw this in movie theaters, and yeah, the the Mumbai Tower scene was—I don't know—I I liked it. This the the Mumbai Tower scene was dope. I remember it being pretty. That's sick not in Mumbai, theaters. Keith. I, they're in um
1: Abu Dhabi. No, they're in Dubai for that one. Dubai, not Mumbai. <laughs> they're in Mumbai later when they're fucking dealing with oh, the yeah, like, yeah, super yeah. famous Indian actor guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. The tower scene was sick back then. and It was sick now. And I don't know. I kind of enjo- I, I enjoyed Renner. I think i just he, he's good at being really bland, and that's I think I think the reason you dislike him and the reason I liked him are the same. I think in this because <laughs> I I found his blandness to be entertaining. And then I just kept on thinking about snow plows too, which was Jesus fucking. <laughs> and his music, Jeremy Renner's awesome, and it's like he has an Amazon line. Jeremy Renner is really, really, really funny guy. I'll bet he's such a dork. He's got to be such a weirdo. But although um, know, I I agree the crew chemistry wasn't great. I think I'm I'm discovering I'm trying to like do a. An introspective learning about me process while I'm watching the Mission Impossible movies. The rate at which I enjoy these movies really greatly varies by mood. And I was in a Mission Impossible mood while I was watching (laughs) this one. And so that helps a lot. And I like, I enjoyed the like dumb Cold War bullshit, like, oh, the Russian nuclear codes. Oh my God, we're going to get back on our like, like, whatever scary Russia kick again, which is what was fun and kind of silly. Tom Cruise, he started to bring back the long hair again, which was kind of whack. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to more stuff. But yeah, it was fun. Enjoyed it.
1: that will be crazy if we go through this and my like love and dislove of the Mission Impossible movies can correlate to Tom Cruise's length of hair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Longer the hair, the worse the movie.
1: <laughs> I legitimately was enjoying the movie up until Renner got introduced and that dude got fucking gatted in the head cuz like that fucking breakout scene from the prison is so fucking good. Like it is so good.
2: Yeah, that you're right. Those were straight up uh like Chris Hemsworth quips when he was like, "So you just decided to tie the flare to him?" Yeah, Jesus, fuck that whole <laughs> bit. It was like Chris Hemsworth riffing with Natalie Portman.
1: <laughs> or Chris Hemsworth riffing with a fucking non-existent
2: oh, axe.
0: I enjoyed this movie. Uh first time seeing it. I know I didn't see it in theaters, so I can I'm for certain on that one there. Um I enjoyed it. Uh I, I could watching this movie I could clearly tell that Jeremy Renner I didn't mind him, but I could tell that he was in this movie just because not just because, but I felt like it would be a hey, if Tom Cruise doesn't want to continue doing Mission Impossible, Jeremy just Renner would be case. the next. Just in case, and that was the purpose here. That Jer- it's Jeremy also, Renner's character was meant to take over if Crew stepped away.
1: It's also hysterical that Renner has that in multiple spy films. That's also why he got introduced to the fucking Bourne
2: franchise. Oh, that was. Can we not pick Bourne? <laughs> but I want to watch the first three again. <laughs> nah.
0: Um, for the crew, yeah, they didn't really. I didn't mind them, but you could tell they didn't have the chemistry like the last, you know, couple groups did. I'm minusing two,
2: but I enjoyed it. Set pieces in this one, I feel like, were tippy-top tier. Like, they were Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So,
0: uh, let's get into this movie.
2: Boys,
1: girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. After being set up for a bombing of the Kremlin, Ethan Hunt and his team have been forced underground after the president enacts Ghost Protocol, effectively ending the IMF. What the West of the world doesn't know is the bombing was done to cover up the theft of a nuclear launch device by a man hell-bent on the end of the world in a nuclear holocaust. All on their own, Ethan and his team must do everything they can to stop the end of the world. It's a it's pretty... Blatant. <laughs> it's not a very yeah. like deep plot, I'll be honest. It's pretty much straightforward.
2: So, uh, going with the runtime and watching these movies week to week to week, I appreciated the simplicity of this plot. It was nice. The
0: director, The director wanted it to be more simple than what what's the word real wording um he wanted it to be uh well, two he, wanted, he wanted he wanted he wanted it to be easier and he wanted every gadget to either <laughs> break or malfunction
1: oh see that bugged me too like the gadgets being so flimsy in this one bugged me cuz like IMF gadgets are supposed to be cool and like just work they got those like, even... protocol
2: though
0: yeah, they're, they're
1: not. they Right, but all the stuff was already made. It wasn't yeah. like stuff they were like conjiggering together. Conjiggering. Like even the fucking box to like call in the mission. What like why they had a random phone that could only tell one fucking mission in the middle of Russia. It's kind of fucking stupid if you think too much about it. But like the fact that Ethan had to go hit it to make it die. Like even that bugged me. It was just. Movies oversimplifying themselves to get to the basic common denominator of moviegoers bugs me like really just like, it's like how ESPN went from being like actual like in-depth sports knowledge to Stephen A. Smith yelling at you, like just going to the basic denominator to just try and like appease as many people as possible, which I get. That's how you make loads and loads of money. But it also makes such bland filmmaking that just gets kind of boring to me. And that's what this film felt plot-wise to me. It just felt boring. There was no intrigue. It was like I knew everything that was going to kind of happen as it was happening. There was no second-guessing what was going on in this situation.
2: It was... I don't know. I, I think miss, even the complicated Mission Impossibles aren't like exactly head scratcher so a little hard to follow sometimes but like i think this movies this movies kind of are for the lowest common denominator but and that's no that's why they're good but um oh, this the it felt yeah it felt old like old timey it's sort of it's it felt more like how the tv show might have been which is for better well, and we, worse we like got the
0: like the intro the you know the fuse again so oh yeah that, that was I was cool. kind of into. I, I liked the intro.
1: It was a little long, a little okay. long. But the way it played into the escape scene,
0: too, was pretty cool. And
1: I don't know if I love showing scenes from in the movie in the intro. But like, but they, did, they did the
2: whole movie.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they did it. They did it in one, too. So it's the same thing as one. I know did. That's
1: why I kind of wasn't too mad about it. Because, like, the homage, I'm guessing, to the original show, which probably showed scenes from, like, the episode in yeah. the intro.
0: Um, one things, so I know we talked about how the last movie was kind of like a, a small reboot because of, of two, but I can't, I kind of think this is more of a reboot because we had the whole storyline for three being the wife and how he has to save her. And in this one, it's, Hey, your wife's dead. And then turns out the very end, she's, you know, she's not JK, LOL,
1: you know all that fucking strife you've been going through internally, Mr. Renner? It was for nothing. It was all just a ploy for fucking Ethan to get his wife into safety and to a nursing job in a major city where, you know, no one she's ever, ever worked with would transfer to to find her and her new life.
0: That could never happen. This was the more of a small reboot because of the fact that we're basically going, all right, that wife you had in three, we're going to ditch her because it doesn't... Help you for your your for Ethan Hunt. <laughs>
1: Settling down, Ethan doesn't play to what we have planned for the next fucking 15 years.
2: I think I think we're about to witness that these movies don't reboot as much as we think they did. Because this well, didn't feel like even this, like this was where I was assuming like, oh, this is like a new vibe, new mood. It's still just Ethan I, Hunt doing stuff. I, like I don't think I these thought... movies reboot.
0: No, yeah, but these forward. are just like, like, this is a continuation off of three. And, you know, I think they're all going to be, with me not knowing what's going to happen, I know there's going to be some type of continuation from each other. But just the fact that we went the entire movie with him having a wife and now going, hey, you're no longer going to have one or her. I think that's just their way of going. All right, we're going to this what Rick said. Uh sitting down, sitting on the chair trainer, Ethan, Hunt, we're not doing that anymore. This is going to be full on action, Ethan. I get
1: what Joe's saying though. It does feel semi like a soft reboot because none of the stuff that seemed like was going to be important to carry over, like the Lawrence Fishburn angle or any of that stuff, all of that's gone. There's some mm. there's now we get introduced to the director for all of like a jack off moment before he gets capped in the head. Like nothing that seemed like it would carry over carried over except the mm-hmm. wife storyline where you think they've even just thrown that completely in the dumpster till you get to the end where he still goes to see like the fucking ending scene seems so awkward too. Where it's like, oh, there's my <laughs> husband who I can never be with. I'll give him all a smile. Wave. <laughs> that
2: was funny.
0: Yeah.
1: But and then he's no. gonna go disappear in the
2: smoke. Going forward, I'm I'm trying to predict the things that I'm not gonna like going forward. I'm worried that the plot continuation is gonna bug me because I feel kind of feel like these all need to be independent movies. Like, I from think each
0: they other. are. I like. I think going forward they will be, or, like, or have a small hint to the previous one. But it's just that when you have the wife being the main plot of the last movie, he has to save her and has yeah. to do this, and then the first first. 10 minutes of this movie. It's like, oh yeah, your wife's dead. And I'm like, then why did we just spend two hours having to worry about if he's going to save her or not to the point of, Hey, she's dead now. And then it turns out she's not.
1: Also very heavily implying towards the end of the last film that she's going to like be brought into the fold in some way.
0: Yeah. That's what it sound felt like, because it's like, what's your, what's the name of your secret organization? You know, and then it's like, like uh... then they get the high five, slow motion cheer that they're going to their honeymoon. And then it's, oh, she's dead.
1: Also, it makes no sense of, like, how would people be able to track down his wife constantly? Like, how bad is his spycraft that he can't, like, hide from people? Like, it just doesn't really make sense that she would be so accessible that he, like, has to just completely
2: throw everything away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's my problem. Like, I... This universe gets worse and worse the more like continuity and canon bullshit they try to do so like in my opinion like the James Bonds the Daniel Craig James Bonds got significantly worse when they started to care about like universe and canon like that's useless in these kind of movies I think like, like when
1: you have to think about it too hard you start seeing like well that doesn't make sense if I think about it too much Like the that last, doesn't make sense <laughs> if I think about it too much
2: like the last two James Bond movies were so whack because right? because they like they had to. They tried to do Marvels. They tried to do Thanos. They tried to do like Thanos shit. It was like, I Dude, hate I'm it. I'm
1: starting to think that the MCU might have ruined the movies. Like world, like everyone tries to MCU it now, and it's like, just stop. You don't have to be the MCU. You can just make a movie.
0: <laughs> the Wick. The The Wick franchise has not done that, so we're.
2: Yeah, Wick did a good
1: job of kind of trying. Well, to they kind of
2: that. lean into the silliness of their world, and I think that that works. Well, that helps because it's new and fresh.
1: But they also take it serious. Like, they don't put yeah. in like stupid, like, yes. gag things, like, just for shitty jokes. Like, it's just, this yeah. is our world. We're going to describe some of it, and some of it we're not. We're not going to be too mm-hmm. ham fisted as to hey, what we're going to tell you.
0: You're going to guess. I'm a
2: little worried. What do we got? Three up until the three more up until the new one? We after have this one. We after five this six. one, I have two, two more. Five two and more. Six and then the new one. Yeah. I'm a little worried because I remember. Well, I love the last one. I'm a little worried now that they're going to start. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, I don't want to remember this. Movie See, no,
1: I think the no, next no. one, I think the next one, it kind of, like, brings it back around. Because from what I'm remembering, it gets <laughs> way more into the spy crafty, like, spooky world. than yeah. kind of like this, this one was a little bit too action oriented for
0: me. It. Do you think it's because this is a, again, new director? that we had J.J. Abrams and his lens flares and how he'd made it, like, kind of this This is, like, felt to me the same as the last one, as just more action and more, you know, action sequence and more high-risk stuff here and there for this
1: I mean, honestly, like, once you told me who this director was and how he had no live-action experience coming into it, a lot of it makes sense (laughs) because of how bland it was directed. I'm like, well, yeah, this dude has no, like... You're giving him a major franchise with no experience in what he's about to do. Like, of course, it's going to come out kind of bland. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Because, like, and Joe, you mentioned Wick. The reason why Wick still worked with a very, like, on, like, he's just completely brand new. The dude was a stunt coordinator or whatever before he started directing the Wick films, but he was still a stunt coordinator. He was still in, like, the action realm. This dude was an animation director this is a very different thing to do a very good animation director but it's a very different medium going to an action film
2: Mm -hmm. i think that lends his i think his background does lend to some positive aspects of the movie in my opinion like it's like a, a cartoon guy's brain like thinking about oh this is the tallest tower in the world we're gonna have tom cruise climb on it like that seems sort of cartoony to me but see, like, Keith,
1: I would almost say that's probably just in Tom Cruise's cartoon brain because <laughs> he's the, the type of person who would think of something like Man. that. He's like, you know what I'm going to fucking do?
2: I'm going to climb that fucking building. Or like the car well, the car park fight. That seems cartoony to me.
0: Well, like, <laughs> you're right. He does climb it. Uh, Tom Cruise performed the sequence on the outside of the Burj Khalifa Tower <laughs> himself <laughs> without using a stunt double. The tower is the tallest building in the world at 2,722 feet or 829.8 meters. Crews dangled outside the tower at approximately 1,700 feet or
2: 518 meters. Boy, the movie captured the, it captured the, 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 uh, the, the, the scariness of the heights really well. It was, they did a really good job of, oh, that's high up. Holy shit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, the uh, with D- Tom Cruise again, did the majority of his own stunts. Uh, this would allow the director to have more capabilities with camera angles and not having to hide the fact that a stuntman is doing the stunts. But Tom Cruise has, like, I'm seeing stuff for the newest one. He's like, the only reason, I, the, and basically, since these movies, he only the reason why he does his own stunts is, is to make it for, feel more real for the audience. That's like, that's the purpose of him, is that he wants the audience to feel like, Oh crap that's him really doing it.
2: Well not so, many like, people look like that little weirdo <laughs> well I mean, yeah no one but...
1: could match the Tom Cruise run for sure. at least we got some bit of the Tom Cruise run.
2: I love the Tom Cruise run. To. It's
1: like dude, why are you so fucking rigid in the top half of your frame
2: just running away from the silliest looking explosion of all time.
1: <laughs> oh God that looks so garbage.
2: I did I did <laughs> like the fact that the like one of the other
0: coordinations we had for this uh correlation is from the third one is it bring we brought it brought back uh Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt reading the cops lips.
2: Oh yeah. It's like that okay,
0: that's cool. That's still uh um uh the continuation the element of, of this from uh the third one uh was Tom Cruise's idea for this film to bring it back just to show hey, you know. Trained spies can still read lips no matter what, and even if it's a different movie. Um, I also appreciated 20... that they used their one like their one
1: fuck in Russian and then bleeped it out in the subtitles. Oh,
2: that was silly. That was funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. What is it? Um. I like the line. It's the I like the I like I like the whole sequence when all hell is breaking loose and um we have to they have to send Patton up to the bat you know this the Diamond Exchange and we're doing the two the shot of the two people there and Brant Jeremy Renner's line is next time I'll get to seduce the rich guy
2: oh I was about to bring that part up it reminds yeah. so when we were watching way harken back and in fact movie experts history to the thing when the head starts crawling away, they have the line, like you gotta be effing kidding me when <laughs> it's yeah. walking away. Like yeah. I got the vibe. I got the same vibe from Jeremy Renner at that part. It's like that was a good action movie. Like it was very Bruce Willis. It was very like a diehard delivery. I that. It, it, <laughs> like that. it's like a one-liner that worked.
0: You know, and it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like to me, it wasn't that big of a cheesy line of like that put I a smoking. Yeah, that put a laugh to me. Um where is
2: it? Um mm-hmm that i like the tension the 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 writing the magnet technology was fun i thought that was pretty rad
1: i liked it except when they made kind of it jokey with like the crashing it and everything that kind of like it took a little of like the moment away for me
2: that's true if it would have been yeah maybe if if it wouldn't have been laughable when it was going wrong because it was a little jokey but like the tension was still like i never lost i never like I was like, that
0: part had me gripped. Yeah. Um. This is uh the first film in the series to be shot in IMAX. I think it was only like twenty five minutes though, but <laughs> shot in IMAX. Dude, do um, Tom
1: Cruise started on IMAX. He's real fucking pissed off about that right now. Because fucking Oppenheimer is taking all his IMAX screens for the new film.
2: Mm-hmm. Damn, I I think I'd rather see Mission Impossible than Oppenheimer.
1: Dude, but that (laughs) bomb scene's gonna be fucking like...
2: Just... Oh, rock
1: hard! Ideally, I'll see them
2: both in IMAX. Well, LIMAX, as the IMAX heads call it. I'm gonna see them both in LIMAX. No,
1: Keith, we're gonna fucking (laughs) strap up and we're going down to San Francisco (laughs) to see... We'll do a double feature of Oppenheimer and...
2: Is there... Is, like, AMC not allowed in Oregon or something? I feel like AMC has all these technologies we don't have. There's, like, the xd theaters or what's the, there's there's so many more theater we lack theater styles
1: i would just really appreciate it if cinemark would just like shut down half of their screens for a little bit and upgrade some of their shit at
2: yeah, our I, local theater yeah a little a little local talk here our, the springfield theater certainly lacks audio visual fidelity
1: <laughs> and i wouldn't mind regal shutting down and upgrading their comfortability so that we could just have a perfect theater instead of having one that has really good picture and sound and one that's yeah. super comfortable. <laughs> but either way, have you ever stopped to think about how much easier it is to go and enjoy a movie comparative to like when we were even just in college?
2: Reserved seats? Is that we are talking about?
1: Yeah, just like the fact that I can show up 20 minutes now after a movie's supposed start time. And just sit down in my seat and
0: then watch a film.
2: I still want to execute some executives. I think it's okay to have commercials after showtime.
0: Don't get it? You started. Uh, one of my <laughs> one of my Publicly uh, not satire. Not <laughs> another another favorite borderline line of mine, 6. Another favorite line of mine is during the the scaling of the uh, building, and you know he has to run back into the or jump back into the room he's in and you know, uh, Jeremy Renner shows up and he goes, your lines aren't long enough, and Tom Cruise is, no shit! Yeah, that
2: was good.
1: See, those were the parts that bugged me, because they were so MCU to me.
2: <laughs> well, I, they they, were, this was before really well. that was, before that yeah.
1: I mean, we were three deep at this point, and like, Avengers was Day on 11? the way. Yeah, I checked this. We've already oh, watched. Wow. We've already been through two Iron Mans, and yeah. Thor and Cap are the same year.
2: But um, also, it was weird
1: to me the amount of, like, pratfalls Tom Cruise had in this film. Like, he eats shit trying to jump back into the window. He eats shit jumping down to the car. And they were all kind of set up to be gaggy instead of, like, moments of, like, getting wrecked. It almost felt very much like <laughs> Spider-Man falling to me. Or, like... Ghostface getting wrecked for a moment to me like it just felt so weird how like pratt falling they were what
2: yeah just oh and this one doesn't have it doesn't have the serious moments where tom cruise might fail as much like i'm pretty convinced i like this one more than three but there was moments in three where i was convinced that like oh shit they might fail
0: i i can say i i I think the moment that they think that he um might fail is when the nuke flies off and he's trying to get to the yeah. he's trying to, you know, the nuke goes off and he's still like 10 minutes away or something or a minute or 5 minutes away from the destination he needs to be. They should have had it
2: blow. That would have made for a good just like like just possible like San Francisco gets wiped off the map. That would have been interesting.
1: And it actually kills his wife because his wife just happens to live in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought... just... Go ahead. It was also that hokey fucking thing where like in real life and fucking ICB. What is it? An intercontinental. ballistic a... missile? an ICBM. Mm-hmm. Would have landed way before, like way longer than the amount of time it gave for that thing to land in this fucking movie. Like, those things take, like, 20 minutes, maybe? And, like, they had, like, fucking an hour, it seemed like, after that missile launched. <laughs> and yeah, it was weird I... to me, the shitty line that Tom Cruise delivers when he's trying to stop the missile, and then they also make fun of that in the movie for it being a shitty
2: line. That felt oh, like... really That felt so weird to me. I enjoyed it was I'm glad I think it was almost like they wrote the like they wrote the ending before they wrote the middle to that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're gonna have we're gonna have this setup where they're at the table and Vin Rames makes fun of them. Yeah. I
1: almost felt like having Vin Rames in the end of the movie made it worse that he wasn't in the rest of the fucking movie. Like, don't tell me you had his availability and then you just didn't use him.
0: I've been trying to see if I can find why he wasn't in this movie, only for the final scene.
2: I I think it's some annoying fourth wall stuff. Like there was some scheduling conflicts. Like
0: I'm looking at his IMDb right now to see what he was doing in 2011 for. Because storyline
1: wise, it'd be like, oh, they all got disavowed, so like he just had no way to get connected with them, but could find the fucking dude he became friends with in a Russian prison.
2: Um,
0: twenty eleven.
2: One of my pet peeves in movies is when movies break fourth wall with their like, like get the like oh it's, oh like they just clearly like couldn't get him. Like, I loved I loved Snyder Justice League, but the Jared Little part at the end was pretty clearly just filmed like six years later. Oh, it was <laughs> filmed. It was, was like, like,
0: it was filmed in someone's backyard with a green screen. That's all it yeah. was. <laughs> Part of
1: their multi-million dollar reshoots for that fucking film. Yeah.
0: Uh Ving Rams did like five different things before um this movie. So I have no idea why he I I tried to find as much I could like it's I deep dived and see why he wasn't in this and I <laughs> couldn't find
2: I mean, it. I so. mean he sh- sh- was like on vacation. I bet he was in Hawaii or something. Like I think it's just shitty
1: it- story built in of like, oh, they were disavowed and disconnected. Yeah. He had no no means of getting to being Rames.
0: Um Technology, I thought was, you know, it was cool. You know, we had the Mask machine break, and we had to go maskless in this movie. And I also love, love Simon Pegg going, like, Wait, we why can't I wear a mask? why don't we can't make a mask? Well, the mission because the machine broke. Uh, the hallway scene of them making the hologram that was cool. That
1: scene's so fucking dope. The, it's weird that it only works with one person,
2: yeah. Uh, like the way the things by the way, up. that movie uh, that part did the thing where it was silent again, like they're using silence to build tension. That was a good, Dude. a good little. Actually, Those sometimes. are
0: scenes where, like,
1: I'm watching, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could watch this in a theater because, like, it would feel so much heavier yeah. because, like, in good sound, that, like, where you can hear silence type of silence.
0: Yeah. Like, the, like, first offhand, I, I want to bring it back to the beginning of the movie. Like, I like it's that crazy thing of them trying to break Tom Cruise out, out of, like, a prison. And, like, why were you, you know, like, the whole premise, like, how is he there and why is he there? And I like the fact, like, hey, we got we got it to, we're able to break him out, but he's like, I have to go back for someone, and it's just him and his argument with Simon Pegg, like, you, you oh, know, yeah. open the that door. No, no, no.
2: What are you doing? Open the door. You know, one of the scenes I remembered from when I did first watch it was The Rock, when him throwing The Rock at the wall. Yeah. Like, that stuck in my head from
1: 2011. It's <laughs> like, so very I, it, weird, though, because it's very green screen, or, like, it's very, like, fake. It will. I
2: I'll I be was okay with that. it because I like the idea that he like he was that talented. <laughs> it's like he, he had his spot picked out, but that's where he throws the rock every time.
1: Oh, but he was hitting different spots. Like he was bouncing different yeah, to get to true. his
2: hand. He had those like six spots picked out.
0: <laughs> no, I thought there was something about him throwing it, but no. Um, but like, I, it's, it's the, for me, it was intriguing to watch this movie and I'm like, why is Ethan Hunt in prison? And, you know, why is it a Russian prison? And then. You know, it's like, of course he's going to get you know, broken out, but it's just him like, I need to go get this guy. And mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that he goes, gets this guy, and it's the outcome, you know, like that full circle in a movie that you're not thinking about for the next hour and a half. And then he shows back <laughs> up. It's like, I got you. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. It was
2: cool. it was cool seeing IMF at full power there because he just like clicked a few buttons and they had someone there in like 15 minutes to come pick him up in the van. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was dope it was like I oh damn they just before they that got all logistics. disavowed yeah
1: and that's the I fucking director's there and he's like bruh, yeah. shit's gone fucking sideways ethan
0: yeah. i didn't like the um the russian cop that was like always behind ethan no. like i just don't like that to like I, so I, me and the producer watched she wanted to watch um or we did the Adam Sandler's like murder mystery two, the, the his most recent, yeah. the Netflix and, movie,
2: the Jeff yeah. one.
0: Yeah. And there was like a cop that's always a step behind and just remind me of that. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> that's just so annoying. To me, and, it's like comedy.
1: borderline Looney Tunes. It's like Elmer trying to chase Bugs Bunny, but always being mm-hmm. that step behind type motif.
0: Yeah. Like it's the whole thing of, oh, you know, you, I'm always one step behind and just, you know, nope, I see him, like, I thought it was cool when he uh, in the scene where uh Agent Carter, yep, that's her name, uh is, like, trying to find the, trying to seduce the, you know, cr- crime boss, and yeah. the cops just there, and, like, Tom Cruise is one step ahead of him, like, knowing where he's at, so, like, shows, you know, he acts like where he is, he ditches him, and, like, Basically, you know, flips him off in the polite way of like, gotcha.
1: Well, that time it's intentional because he's trying to lead him to like all the shit. Oh, yeah. I know. Dude, I fucking loved that scene where he met with the arms dealer, though. Like that was good spycraft fucking shit of like, Mm -hmm. dude, I'm here because my friends become your friends. Like we can fucking help each other here. Like, sure, you're a bad guy, but like I need you in this moment. So I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. it's Uh, like yeah you're a bad guy but are you such a bad guy that you want to see a nuclear holocaust i didn't think so
0: the exploding of the kremlin i think it was yes that was sick um it's a funny thing about the shot is you know tom cruise is in his outfit then he goes into disguise by switching out to like a bruce springsteen oh yeah (laughs) Uh, shirt to be you know the tourist um a funny thing about that is so they tried to get where is it there there it is um they Bruce Springsteen that the shirt that Ethan wears uh was a costume designer's own personal t-shirt um however the production uh, production team repeatedly tried to contact Springsteen's representatives to allow them to wear that shirt because of the rights well, they kept denying it. But once Tom Cruise heard, well, he was former neighbors with with Bruce Springsteen. So he just called him up and was like, hey, I'm wearing your shirt in Mission Impossible 3. And it's like,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> when you get all the middlemen out of the way, that shit gets done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'll bet Tom Cruise, like, single handedly with his phone calls, got the Top Gun Maverick a hundred thousand more dollars well, it,
1: probably more than that it, I just, just got, with like that, a legend
2: it, i'm not sure if it's true or not how he like called theaters and said don't worry i got you oh yeah
0: oh yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah. um it's that thing even
0: though tom cruise is crazy he is a you know as we've said mega star god damn it, so he has so... he has it you know he can he's do what he wants he <laughs> got the juice like um
1: can he's got to stop growing out the hair though? It's not a good look for Tom.
2: Well, you I was can, watching. You, a, some, you can. He was coming out doing like a press thing for this movie, and I watched him. Oh no, it was recent. It was very recent because I wanted to. see... Tom Cruise? Looks weird now. He's old, well, but yeah. like he like walked out and he was like just waving at all these like people were just crowding around him screaming, and he was just like waving and all these fans around. Him. It was
0: it was it was funny. Or well, Keith, do you want to take, guess how old he is? Since he is old, I
2: don't know. 62, 59. Are we talking about in this film or currently? Currently.
1: God, yeah, he's got to be like 62, 63. He's 60.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so.
1: I was like, he's fucking a- when did Risky Business come out? Like that movie's fucking yeah. old as
0: fuck. Uh, risky Business came out. Oh, and, nine, and hang on. Wait for it. I want to say it was like 86, 85. I
2: and he would have it. been young
1: 20s in that film?
2: Com- yeah. Oh, Top Gun was 89.
0: But he was the Risky Business before 89. Yeah. Well, I'm just
1: thinking of like what was the first like big Tom Cruise film and Risky, well, risky for whatever
2: Business is the one that always jumps in my head. God damn, 80s. Almost the 70s. <laughs>
0: Well, he, 80, in 83, he also did The Outsiders. Even though he wasn't a big part, he was in The Outsiders movie, so...
1: The Risky Business is just the one that always jumps in my head. Is like, that's where, like, Tom Cruise kind of started.
0: And then Top Gun came out in 86. God
1: damn. Oh. Dun, anytime we bring up Top Gun, it's just... Dun, nah, dun, <laughs> nah, 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 nah.
0: I, I did like... The, one of the scenes I did like is the the plan on how they're going to mastermind the end. So it was like, Jeremy Renner, I'm going to catch you with magnets. And he's like, you're going to do what I'm going to catch you with magnets. What do you mean? Yep. I'm going to catch you with magnets. Put this thing, put this suit underneath. I'm going to catch you. And then a a remote car will be, you know, making you fly from one spot to another in over a hundred degree, such as Keith's uh, office temperature right now.
2: There's liquid sweat pouring down my face right now, BTW. I I thought I
0: I liked Jeremy Renner. I thought Simon Pegg was awesome in this movie, being now he's a field agent.
2: Pegg I remember was good. did they let him go more more full peg later on? I, I, I don't know. No, I or think remember, this yeah. is
1: the film where he was the most peg. <laughs> I think he actually goes back more to like guy in the chair after this film if I remember correctly at least for the next one he's more
0: guy in the chair but big I would say don't spoil because big rames is guy in the chair so I don't you can't have two guys in the chair you can't I, I don't to. know
1: well one guy's in the chair in the van and then the other guy's in the oh, chair in, a like tower. in the
0: office or something yeah um uh what else the oh we are dang it i just saw it. i had something but i gotta find it ramp 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 mm-hmm. saying vamp? no i'm saying ramp like jump what? off a ramp
1: <laughs> i'm like what what are we ramping you mean vamp
2: oh, hold on i no, got some ramp. ramps for you so this one time i i took a ramp up to uh top of some stairs instead of the stairs okay yeah and then another ramp I uh, used to get a lawnmower to the back of a pickup one time. You then another ramp the back when I was days. a kid and skateboarded. I used to skateboard on the ramp. I
0: used uh, to
1: take I, videos of us going off ramps. Yeah.
0: I can tell you that I won't tell you the box office yet but the uh, this movie as of 2012 it ramps, up. it ramps up by banking it uh, Tom Ooh. Cruise's highest grossing film at the time. I'd uh, say
1: I think Top Gun will forever hold that, unless he yeah, does like an Avatar movie.
0: He did beat uh, the movie. This movie surpra- surpassed Tom Cruise's 2005's War of the Worlds movie to be. Oh god, person. that fucking movie!
1: God, that movie's fucking atrocious.
0: I thought the sandstorm scene was pretty sick. Of him just running in the goggles oh, yeah. and just like. So I think he mask.
2: Did... It was the one mask we got. <laughs> Yeah. okay that brings why
1: why was he wearing a mask of his henchman what fucking sense does that make why was that done
2: i i remember that's i've seen this movie twice now and i remember that part never i was just i always thought it looked cool and i never thought thought too hard about it i was like oh whatever he's in a mask okay
1: right but he's in a mask of his henchman like it just made <laughs> no fucking sense but, like, his henchman's still real. Like, we see his henchman later.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it sound. It felt like a boss wanting to do it on his own.
1: <laughs> but then why <laughs> wear the mask? Like, either one of you could equally be fucking, like, why wouldn't you wear a mask of someone completely different, not connected to you? Because that guy can be just as equally arrested for being connected to you.
0: I got nothing there.
1: It's just it's the parts of this film that just bugged the shit out of me, which is why I didn't really love this film. Because it's just stuff like if I thought about it for even a second, I'm like, that didn't fucking make any sense.
0: Uh one of the things one of the things I I will say I didn't like about this movie was the ending fight sequence. It's just Ethan and the guy fighting in a car garage with cars moving up and down to you know stop the nuke. And it's that crazy thing of the 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 boss, the the villain in this movie, basically com- commit suicide and like I'm just gonna jump off this with the, you know, the briefcase in my hand, and then I'm just Tom gonna put Cruise... it further
1: out of reach from you. But I'm yeah. gonna fucking eat it in the meantime. I don't I'm think done, there's yeah. any
0: way you can just get down.
2: Like I'm done. Well, I mean, here. there wasn't. Like I, I thought that scene was dope. because he like the only way for him for Tom Cruise to catch up was to essentially be willing to. Like he was that, that was suicide. Like he wasn't yeah. uh, I don't think he was planning on living <laughs> driving that car down there. That, no, was, no, like that's a what, Mary. that was the point.
1: If fucking cruise then suicides, how does he stop the nuke?
2: Yeah, because he but the, it was like he had like a he rolled a twenty. Like that's like he
0: Yeah. Uh Ethan survives the hundred foot vertical fall in the car by having the airbags deployed. Yeah. <laughs> Falling from that height means the car would have been moving le- a little less than fifty-five miles per hour for it to hit.
2: Yeah, a head-on collision going fifty-five.
0: <laughs> but the only thing I—it's just to me, to me—it just reminiscent of John Wick, one of how that ending went with the fight between the two. So I was just like, this guy just likes to fight people at the end and then like lose. But for <laughs> me, like the only reason that like, it bugs me is Tom Cruise crashes. The dude commits suicide. But Tom Cruise shuts the nuke off. But then the villain looks at Tom Cruise, is like, like, he sighs. And then failure. he, like, then he, then He's he saws like, his fellow And then, like, then, then I'm like, I'm done here. Like, he then he dies. And I was just like, Homeboy wouldn't survive a hundred foot fall. And then, yeah, a second, to... maybe.
1: <laughs> that was more no. than a second, Keith, because it took okay. a while to get in the car, drive it down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tom had to be nice, get in the car, put the seatbelt on, un release the brake, and then fall straight down. Well, let's start the car somehow. And start the car, some- <laughs> yeah. But- it's
1: true. How did he start the car?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm going to say he, I'm gonna say he wired, did the wires. But, uh, <laughs> but he pushed a but button. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, key start, baby. Also, uh, why would it-
1: he not just, like, the elevator was constantly going up and down. Why not just jump on the elevator to get down?
0: Not enough time. But there was enough, not enough time. He had to do the car, okay. But it's just, I just don't, I just didn't like the fact that the guy fell a hundred feet was able to look at his failure and go, ah, okay, I'm dying now. I can die in peace now.
1: Also, that's another ha- thing that bugs me. IBCMs, ICBMs don't explode when they hit the ground. They're literally designed to explode in the air to cause mac- like maximum damage. At that height, it would have already exploded and destroyed San Francisco.
2: Well, I mean, it. that's small pickings there. I think that yeah. they, they did fancy movie editing to like, oh, he just made it in time. Like, they did and like. I,
1: fucking, I hate that. I hate that shtick just in general, though. It's not like a this. It's <laughs> in every thing. movie. Yeah, and I fucking hate that shtick. <laughs> I fucking hate it that everyone does. It. It's like, oh, they just stopped it at five seconds.
0: Well, it's that common one second. So I did I did so no chuck- one does it
1: at one second anymore because of how overplayed that is. Yeah. So everyone does like a weird combination between one and ten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh one of the chuckles I had was the Agent Carter and the Kremlin with the red balloon. I'm like, ha. Just like I got you there, then it's the camera. Um because Keith loves his Red balloons. Uh, that Edgar not the Wright song. Red balloons.
1: Yeah, I need you to know that that song is from Germany. Bless you. Not Russia.
0: You don't know that. I, I do. I know. I know, that. I know maps. Uh, I, Edgar I, Wright was also I, considered director.
1: I need Joe to know this that that song is from Germany.
0: Ninety
2: nine uh, Russian balloons. Ninety nine <laughs> Russian balloons. Duh. Not love balloons. Russian balloons. Moscow yeah. balloons.
0: Um, the, uh, Edgar Wright was considered to direct this, uh, movie, uh, but he backed out because he was in post-productions of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. But uh, Brad, the, another re- a reason why Brad Bird was hired on was selected because of, of the Incredibles being similar to espionage.
1: That's a reach JJ. That's a real reach
0: that's not JJ. JJ was just the guy sending the text. Uh, One of the working titles for this movie would be was think it was Rogue Nation. However, that's the next movie. So this was going to be Rogue Nation. But what else? Uh, Props Master brings up that one of the hardest prop he had to make was the goggles that Tom Cruise had to wear for the sandstorm scene.
1: That whole specific. bit where like he got checked and he had the goggles in his pocket and the guys like what the fuck and Tom Cruise is like what I have goggles.
2: I I, I thought that was funny. That was a good joke.
1: It, yeah. It, that that bit kind of made me actually like.
0: Eh, and funny. then
2: they and then the goggles came in handy later.
1: Again, because <laughs> yeah. he's in the sandstorm. Again,
0: he's like again, oh, the, goggles. Again, this movie has that thing of like oh why you know, you know the full circle and it's not a slap in the face of it's going to be a full circle type thing with the helping the other guy escape and then the goggles. It's just like, Oh, it's full circle. Of like, Oh, that's a funny thing to have in the right place, right time situation. But I digress. Um, there was additional shots film. let delete scenes. They are now with Benji and the Kremlin guard. You know, um, that whole scene of, you know, them trying to get into the Kremlin. It's like, can I see your scan, your ID? And it fails and they redo it again and Peg makes like a comment like you're lucky or something. Um for the deleted scene, the latter part coming, uh the idea was the guard be coming close to the real projection screen that nearly discovers the ruse. Trom Cruz had insisted on the f- filming this as he was afraid that they didn't get maximum amount of suspense from that scene. Um Where is it? The the guy that did the the Batman fr- music is the Michael Giacchino. Is What's is the the Batman the newest one? Oh,
1: that doesn't surprise me because that one of my biggest complaints about three was how bad like just the ambiance music was for the film. I thought the ambiance music in this film fucking rocked. I thought like this like. The overall vibe of just the music throughout this film was like perfect for what a mission impossible should be. Yeah.
0: He's the yeah, he's the composer of this, uh, Star Trek, his favorite Jurassic World Dominion, No Way Home. Um, he's also the director of the Marvel short Werewolf by Night on Disney.
1: That man's very talented. He's done a lot he of is. good things.
0: He is. Speaking of maybe a talented guy, uh,
2: Keith, do you have uh, your review? Are you you implying that Roger Ebert's not talented?
1: I think he was implying that he may or may not be alive. So he's not sure if the person doing it is talented or not. I think that's the vibe Joe was going for. It was either going to (laughs) be Ebert,
2: who is talented, or he's gone. it's It's a very alive, happy... Or maybe at this point, he's probably not very happy. 2011. I think he died in the 13. I'm trying to remember. We should probably start trying to get away from this more of a joke. Not... The man watched a lot of movies. I'm not joking. <laughs>
1: no, but you're talking about him being in utter pain as he's dying.
2: Yeah. No, he yeah, sad. It's very sad. Anyways, you love this movie. Three and, a half, three and a half out of four stars. Very funny. But um, I think he he point he points out the the Burj Khalifa building s- scene being sick. And this movie's Burj Khalifa action sequence is one of the most spellbinding stretches of film that I've seen. In the way it's set up, photographed, and edited, it provided me and my vertigo with scary fascination. The movie has other accomplished set pieces as well. It opens with Ethan Hunt's breakout from a Russian prison. The staggering fight scene in a space-age parking garage where moving steel platforms raise and lower cars. Oh, that was a fun point. Back in 2011, that was interesting technology.
1: <laughs> I would refute that cuz I feel like that's been in New York for much longer than that, but I digress.
2: Fancy. Yeah, there's a yeah. yeah. Anyways, he was he was very impressed with the tall building scene as as was I. I agree with him there.
1: Just saying fucking Fast and the Furious drove a car from a tall building to another building.
2: Not but six months ago.
1: (laughs) No, that that's way longer ago because Brian was still alive in that film. That's right. That the last one he was alive in.
0: Six, and partial seven. Because they had to film the rest with his brother with his uh.
1: Which film was it that they drove the car between?
0: Wasn't that seven or? What do you mean? Uh, Between what? it, it, Remember it a they drive
1: seven. they drive it out of that one dude's house into a different building? Yeah.
0: That's seven. That's okay. seven.
1: Cause that's the same one where you have the Michelle Rodriguez Ronda Rousey fight.
0: Yes. During the same time. Yeah, at the same time. The exact same yeah. time. Yeah. Same time. You guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie? One, 210.
2: 160.
0: Nine. 160 and 210. Nine.
2: No,
0: 169. 169. Uh this had a budget of 145 million, nice. little, little, little lesser than a uh, three that had one. We both day. went over.
1: Yeah, we both don't. We both fail. Always go by Price's Right rules, folks.
0: <laughs> so let's go to the box office here for December 18th through the 20th of 23rd, 2011. Uh coming in at number 10 in its second week with 3.4 million, young adult. Charlie Theron. Correct. <laughs> uh, number ni- uh, nine in that its fourth. Week- yeah. Uh, number nine in its fourth week with 3.5 million. The Muppets.
2: Never
0: saw that. Jason, the Jason Siegel one. Oh, I, I did see it. It was good.
1: I've heard that's good, but I've never <laughs> seen it, which is weird because I love the Muppets.
0: Not a fan. Uh, number eight in its fourth week with three point five and some spare change. Arthur Arthur's Christmas, so a uh, uh, animated cartoon movie. Uh, number seven in its fourth week with three point seven million. Uh, Hugo.
1: Man, I never saw that.
0: Uh, number six.
2: No, it's about a boy. So. Oh. Uh, number That's six. Cool. Oh, the clocks! Yeah. I saw Hugo there oh, it a funny is story it's really funny Go ahead. story so some friends of mine decided to play a drinking game while we watched that movie where every time you see a clock you drink yeah did,
1: did, did you make it, 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 it to rocks. the end of the movie no
2: it was it was obnoxious by the end of it don't don't play that game <laughs> the official stance of fake movie experts don't play that game
1: <laughs> fake movie experts don't play that game <laughs>
2: Uh, number six in its fifth
0: week with four point one million, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. One of these
1: is number... gonna pick that. I'm gonna fucking punch the other person in the face.
0: Checks out. Uh Coach, number five in its... Number five in its second week with 4.6 million, The Sitter. Jonah Hill.
2: I don't like uh, how many of th- these movies I've seen. Number... What a bad movie
0: here. <laughs> number four in its second week was seven million New Year's Eve.
2: Oh, that's I mean, the like Love Actually kind of movie.
0: Yeah, that's that's when they started trying to do like that Love Actually rip off of having like thirty big stars in a movie for yeah. a scene I mean, or it's... two.
1: And they kept doing it, and they kept bombing, and they, but they yeah. kept doing it.
0: Yep, coming in at number three in its first week with twelve million. Mission
2: Impossible: Ghost Protocol
0: at number three.
2: Number three. When was th- when did three come out? Maybe this was too too fresh.
0: De- December eighteenth, uh, uh, came out. No, he said when did three? Yeah. Oh, three came out in 06. so five uh, years. Oh no, later. that was a while. Okay,
2: never mind. Bad marketing, maybe. Well, I mean,
1: think about it. We're coming off of two and three, which weren't regarded as the best films.
0: Yeah. Uh, number two in its first week with twenty three million. Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. What the My fuck? God. What My the fuck, Ghost Protocol? <laughs> number coming in at number one in its first week with 39 million, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Oh, those were sick. That'd That's be a fun a series. second one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the Moriarty one. The first one's just called Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes.
2: Holmes. I think. Those movies are so rad.
1: That was the. Uh... <laughs> I mean, Iron Man brought him back, but that was, like, the next step for Mr. Downey Jr.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you guys should be uh, lucky. Goddamn,
1: third? And it lost (laughs) to Alvin and the fucking Chipmunks.
0: Don't worry. That was in
1: its second week? First week.
0: So you had three, three movies come out the same week.
2: And it got mostly like, Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: Mostly fucking Alvin.
1: Curb stomped by Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: Don't worry, guys. Uh Sherlock Holmes 3 is a maybe a go. So we got that. Looking I don't know. He it. made
1: that new like Dr. Doolittle film. I don't know if I want a new Robert Downey Jr. movie.
0: Mm. Uh let's go yeah, to the ratings. He's lost his mind. <laughs> yep. IMDB gave this movie a 7.4 out of 10. Ron Tomato, all critics 93, top critics 92, and audience 76.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Before we glaze them, let's rank them. As we'll be ranking the Tommy, the best gadget. Uh sorry, Tommy. Best mish uh, best impossible moment or best action piece. Um and then movie. There's so much I've written, so it's hard for me like find out where's the what's the title of what we're ranking because I just have everybody's things. So let's start it off with uh the Tommy, uh for Mission Impossible one we have uh uh Ricky for his Tom stairs, Keith and I have floppy disk Street Magic for Mission Impossible two. Uh, all three of us picked uh, Free Rock, Mission Impossible three. Uh, where is it? Uh uh Keith, you put Tommy being Italian. Uh <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> uh, uh Ricky put Tommy rolls and says Humpty Dumpty. And I put Tom's Amazing Lips reading. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: what's the Tommy for MI4? All
2: right. I, since Tom nothing really stuck out to me memorably. I'm gonna do the he drinks he has the really awkward beer drinking scene. Like that's not how people deal with beer. It's really inhuman. So I'm gonna go with like Tom In being him. a lizard people at okay. the end drinking beer.
1: Uh mine is going to be Tom awkwardly flirting with his potential new coworker before going and staring at his wife walking into a bar.
0: Nice. Uh mine is no shit. Oh
2: nice. Yeah. That's probably the real one.
0: <laughs> uh let's do uh best gadget. As for Mission Possible One, I have masks. Uh Ricky did gum. Keith is all about that internet. Mission Possible Two, Ricky's voice oh, improvement. Uh Joe is uh myself is masks again. Keith is the, his Sandy Gun rights. And then for Mission Impossible uh 3, Ricky did his phone, Keith did uh the head pill and for myself I did Kodak camera. So what is your best gadget for? It's Mission really
2: Impossible we haven't three? been actually
1: ranking the movies. We just keep naming the things and forgetting to like actually put what movie we think is better at certain things. That's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah that's fine.
1: It's kind of against the gag, but okay. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh, with... You
0: you haven't noticed. We haven't been doing that for a couple of movies, like m- bunch of franchises. So it's fine.
1: I know, but now it kind of bugs me.
0: Um, I'm gonna do the uh, contact lens that like lets
1: them identify people or print off papers because that's pretty fucking cool.
2: I like the seat of Jeremy Renner intensely blinking while whats their name was just staring at him. <laughs> it was
1: pretty funny. <laughs> while also being super uncomfortable with having a contact lens in.
2: Like he yeah he didn't. That's seen. didn't touch on that i enjoyed that sequence with the no the no mask con that's that's your suspense right there yeah but anyway sorry i got sidetracked there that's fine what are we ranking gadgets gadgets okay am i up yeah all right i like the, the 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 4k screen in the car no the drive like the hallway oh the hologram yeah
0: is Hall Hologram.
2: The Apple uh the Apple VR.
0: <laughs> Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Spend your thirty five hundred dollars uh, to think you're one of those boys in the news end day hot trailer.
0: <laughs> I liked uh I'm going with the uh I liked the car that he was driving at the end that had like the V the, the Oh the, the BMW? Yeah, the yeah, the touch screen like stuff that was all i was like Oh, yes. yeah, that car
2: was
1: good the intense yeah. concept car
0: yeah uh what's the best impossible moment so it's an action piece uh for mi1 uh ricky has exploding the helicopter which by the way i found out that one of my co-workers stepdad was the guy that built the miniature at for that sequence the at <laughs> skywalker's ranch
2: nice
0: so i was like that's cool uh keith and i have tom's gas oh wait, no where am i going? keith and i have tom tom's hanging around uh mi2 i have knife to the eye keith motorcycle dance ricky has uh tom shoots the gas cap and mi3 rick all three of us picked uh tom slings onto the building
1: i believe we're probably all going to go with climbing the tower
2: that was pretty easy it rocks yeah. it's like i think it might be my favorite of the series Ooh, so no,
1: mine, mine's coming up next the side being stuck to
2: the side of the plane yeah down. that's famous yeah that one's famous
0: <laughs> Tom's climbing Uh, so let's do movie we have Mission Impossible 1 Mission Impossible 3 Lump Biscuit music video and Mission <laughs> Impossible 2
1: I always forget that I forced that in there and it makes me giggle every time
0: where do we put Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol
1: I'm probably not going to be the same as you guys. I'm going to go one, three, this one, Limp Biscuit video, too.
2: I'm the same, just swap in four for three. I like this one. I like three less than this one.
0: So one for you is one, four, three. Yeah. I'm with that. And what, by the way, just to
2: be clear, just let me be clear. One is like 100 miles away.
1: Oh, yeah. I, We'll rewatch <laughs> one all day,
2: every day.
0: So now it's Mission Impossible One, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Three, Limp Biscuit Music Video, and Mission Impossible Two.
1: Fuck you, John Woo. Fuck you.
0: No, let's he's, glaze He goes up
2: there and posts cringe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's glaze him. <clears throat>
1: Every time I take a ride, I feel alive with nowhere to go. I'm a king of the glaze. You're the queen of my throne. Glazing high, day and night, satisfied wherever we glaze. You're the star of the show. You shimmer like glaze. (laughs) You. Now, baby, let's glaze. We got nothing but time. You get all the reaction. You're the main attraction. It's no surprise. God, I like your glaze. You're the perfect distraction. You're the main attraction. And boys, that's a, that's a Jeremy Renner song. Put that in there just for you,
2: Keith. I'm so happy you did that. Jeremy Renner. Speaking of posting cringe. <laughs> I
0: was wondering that. I was like, I don't never heard. I think there, you just lost your damn mind. So there's
1: no music in this actual movie. It's all just like um, Jeremy yeah. Renner,
0: Jeremy Renner. <laughs> it's so. all
1: just Jeremy Renner. No, it's just all like Star Wars type, like just theme music. No actual yeah. like, music music.
2: Yeah. We in the biz call that Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And We're what friends biz would that beaky. The music biz, <laughs> the glaze biz. There's, Come on, there's now. noodling, there's jamming, there's just uh, vibing out, and then there's runner,
0: runner. What do you give it?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go two and three quarters. I just did not love this movie.
2: Oh shit! Why did I give three?
1: You gave three, three.
2: Bump on. You gave
1: two, two, and you gave me. Mission Impossible, four and a half.
2: Well, this one ain't getting four. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting three.
1: That leaves you, Mr. Yobin. I'll give it a three and a quarter. That will balance it out at a perfect three stars.
0: Uh, For pre-glaze, wait. Oh wait, because this could determine the next one. Yeah. were we in preglaze our next movie, Uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation.
1: I'm pretty sure this one slaps. I'm going to go four.
2: I don't remember anything about it except for me too the runway. So me I'm going to go
0: three and a half. Yeah, I knew you were going to put three and a half. That's why I put three and a half as well. Um, for uh. Ghost Protocol, we all gave pre glaze at three and a half.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
0: right. So, all right. So, our next movie here on the Mission Impossible franchise is 2015. So, we're going four years into the future for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Fun fact we'll have another new director. So, going forward, uh, but you can go to nosoentertainment.com that's right com, where you can find all the things we do for you you can find most of us on social media at entertainment or nosoent on that twitter facebook and instagram you can find Keith on whatever dating app he's on lately uh, i think it's cowboys lately or something cowboys up one of them no interviews. it's a um,
2: jeremy Renner uh, concert meetups
0: okay that's sick and all you yeah, guys do is at, uh, do you, you guys local... snowplow?
2: No, we go to Chili's mostly.
0: Okay.
1: And they snowball.
2: Yeah.
0: With their Blue Hawaii's. But you can find him <laughs> at all that. And uh, you can find us all on the socials. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.